Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. Today's episode is titled, Let's Talk About Demoing Skis. Before I revisit the fundamentals of how to demo a ski, let's clear the air about why to demo a ski in the first place. The obvious answer is, how else can you evaluate its suitability for you? The alternative is to depend on the advice and counsel of others, whether it comes from family, friends, instructors, ski shop personnel, or the swarm of self-proclaimed gurus who infest the internet. If none of these alternatives sound intrinsically reliable, it's because they aren't. Your family members aren't likely to know much more than you do, unless they actually study the ski market, and beware the advice of friends who have skied the same ski for over a decade. Whatever they know probably ceased to be relevant five years ago. Instructors know about the brand they ski on and may have formed opinions about other brands, but in general, they don't know diddly about 90% of the market. That leaves the specialty shop staff and the self-anointed pontificators, whether in print or in digital form. Frankly, although I belong among the latter, I take my chances with the former. Of course, a shop is trying to sell what they stock, duh, but presumably they have reasons for the choices they've made and there's no hidden agenda. You can see what they carry and are likely to know about. The various forms of ski media aren't so easy to vet. Some sites provide little more than regurgitated brochure copy. Others have baked-in prejudices. Others don't seem to have much discipline to their endeavors. All the horizontal pubs, like Travel and Leisure or Financial Times or Apple News, publish barely disguised advertorials as if they were journalism. The advice being offered isn't just suspect it's often wildly off the mark. But fear not, you're now among friends you can trust. Let's set aside the discussion of the low bar set by ski-related media for a moment, and instead let's presume you have the opportunity to demo virtually any of the broadly distributed brands. What's your first move? First, you should have a plan. You need to narrow your field of inquiry. The range of options open to skiers is obscene. The first sort is backcountry versus in-resort versus hybrid of the two. If you plan to use the ski in the backcountry, you're fishing in a different pond than a resort skier. Let's assume, for the moment, that you're an in-resort skier. That narrows the field, but not much, as almost any ski can be used off-trail. Now comes a tricky bit. Accurate self-assessment of where you are now in ability and what you hope to achieve on the new skis. If you are an intermediate or beginner, you're excused from class. You currently can't evaluate much of anything. You don't need a top-of-market model. Lower-priced package skis will be adapted for you. Save your money for lessons. Don't drop down too many rungs. You don't want a bottom feed. One or two price points below the top shelf should be fine. And before you buy a new ski, reassess your boots. If they are problematic, they are much more important than a ski. Depending on how your current boots fit and perform, you may not be well enough equipped to evaluate different skis. But let's go forward on these assumptions. You're skilled enough to ski the whole mountain, your boots pass muster, and the ski you're buying will be your only ski. The question now is, what category of ski matches your all-terrain expectations? To look at the big picture for a moment, there are seven adult alpine ski categories. That sounds like a lot, and it is, but it's easy to eliminate most of them. Powder skis are way too wide and specialized to be an everyday ski. 
And unless you hang with the big boys on big mountains, you don't want to be in a big mountain model either. Non-FIS race skis serve a specific community that have a totally different set of expectations than recreational skiers. And technical skis are likewise for hard snow experts with a specific skill set. That leaves three genres to consider. Frontside, for mostly groomers with some light side-of-the-trail forays mixed in. All Mountain East, the narrower subset of the all-terrain clan. And All Mountain West, a wider slice of the market. To gloss over some interesting details, the AME, or All Mountain East bundle, is ideal for women, and the All Mountain West tranche gives men the widest platform that can still carve groomers without complaint. Returning to our path towards a demo day, you should decide whether you want an off-trail, or All Mountain West, versus an on-piste, or front-side, bias, or do you want to split the difference and land into All Mountain East? When in doubt, go with the narrower option, particularly if your skills are somewhat suspect. Let's say you've settled on All Mountain East as your genre. Now you're ready to demo. The next step is a biggie. What shop are you going to patronize? It has to have at least three skis in your target category, and chances are good it will. Work with the shop to tighten up your target and plan the days you're going to demo. In a perfect world, you'd ski the three candidates back to back to back but that may not be feasible. Come as close to this ideal as you can. Now you're standing at the top of some mountain in a pair of foreign skis. What do you do now? First, pick a run that doesn't challenge you technically. You want to be focused on the ski's behavior, not your ability to negotiate tough terrain. While there are many ways to execute a good test run, it helps to think in terms of threes. Look at three phases of a turn, entry, middle, and exit. Look at three turn shapes, short, medium, and long. Turn slowly at medium speed and high speed. Evaluate three finesse factors, forgiveness, drift, and short, slow turns. And finally, look at three off-trail considerations, flotation and powder, moguls, and in trees. The most important characteristic of a good test run is consistency. Determine a test track or sequence of runs and repeat it. Don't lose sight of the objective. It's to find a ski that fits you, literally and figuratively. The literally part refers to length. Finding your best length in a given genre may be the most important insight revealed by this process. The figurative fit is more about biofeedback than technique. Does the ski feel intuitive, as if it could read your intentions? That's the magic you're looking for. If you'd like to add a measure of objectivity to your demo experience, use the Real Skiers Test Card app to record your impressions. You'll find links to either the Apple or Android version at the bottom of the Real Skiers homepage. And what if getting on a demo is simply not going to happen? That's when having a strong relationship with a specialty shop is useful. At least you'll have someone to advise you. Even when left entirely to your own devices, you're still not alone, because you have me. Subscribers to RealSkiers.com can consult with me year-round on all matters relating to Alpine equipment selection. It's only $24.95 for a year-long subscription, and an automatic renewal is only $19.95. Considering that a typical ski binding setup will cost upwards of $1,000, it's a bargain. 
Plus, I can barely describe the prestige factor, how your self-esteem will soar just by becoming a member. Of course, realskiers.com also has a fully stocked website that's free to one and all, so please drop by to hear another podcast of Jackson Illuminates Everything About Skiing, or to read a revelation by the Pontiff of Powder, or find your next ski using our exclusive gear guide. It's all on realskiers.com. This has been Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. Thanks for listening.